Top Friday, baby, better than yesterday. Let's get it. We're brought to you today by Super 73. If you know me, you know I'm always on my Super 73. Super 73 is an American lifestyle adventure brand based in Orange County, California that develops products to help fuse motorcycle heritage with youth culture. They are the original in the electric motorbike. Founded in 2016, Super 73 has quickly grown into one of the most recognizable electric vehicle brands in the world with a passionate customer base including A-list celebrities, professional athletes, and many more including yours truly. Head to the link in the bio to go and get a discount on your first Super 73. I love my bike. I just bought Laura one. She loves her new bike. And I just love sharing the community and the passion behind the brand with others. Go check them out and let me know what you think when you get your first bike. Welcome to Tank Top Friday. Join us each week as we dive deep into topics like goal setting, self-improvement, and personal growth. I'm Clint Stroman, and on the show today, Ted Stern. Ted is a true force of determination and accomplishment. He's a personal trainer, an entrepreneur, and a former policeman who runs a program called Fit Responder. Tank Top Friday isn't just about lifting weights or building muscle. It's all about the transformative power of discipline, focus, and sheer dedication. We will be uncovering the secrets behind exceptional fitness routines, learning how to overcome obstacles, and understanding the mindset required for sustained success. Ted, thank you for being here, man. Um, I've I've had you uh, on my schedule for quite some time now, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation, and I'm really glad that you're here. For me too, Clint. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, I wanted to I wanted to kind of kind of touch on the point that you're uh, you're my second guest uh, that I do not actually know as a friend. Um, I've had a lot of people on um, that are that are folks that I've known for quite some time, many years. And, um, I will say that the only other guest that I had, uh, his name is Jordan Wheeler. He's also a personal trainer, um, and a, uh, bodybuilder. It was a great conversation and it was a great episode. So I have no doubt that yours will be just the same, if not even better. Um, Let's hope so. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that you're here and thank you for taking the time to talk with me and to, uh, and to share your, your story as well, um, as not only a entrepreneur, but also a father and, uh, you know, a former policeman and, and the work that you do nowadays, which is, you know, help be, help people become the best version of themselves, which, uh, really ties into tank top Friday, I think. Yep. Right on. Um, so as, as far as, as far as where, where you've, um, where you started and, and where you're at now, um, one of the interesting things to me is that you have, you have always, it seems like you've always had a very high um, drive, and you're you're clearly a very disciplined person as well. Um, being, you know, a first responder for how many years? Uh, eleven as a deputy. Yep, Ele- eleven as a deputy, and you were locate. Where were you located during that time? Uh, Ventura County, Southern California. Okay, right on. Um, so you had, and probably saw some, some pretty, some pretty crazy stuff and, and, uh, also lived in a, in a very beautiful area at the same time. Yeah. I mean, Ventura County is a, a pretty safe, uh, County for the most part. Um, you know, some of the safest cities in, in America, but you know, you're, you're still going to get in the mix and there's still some intense 
things you see, some violence, some scary stuff, some sad stuff, of course. Um, in working with a lot of cops around the country, I mean, there are some definitely some hellish places to, to work. And, uh, you know, of course, cops don't get enough credit typically. But, uh, no, I really enjoyed my time as a deputy. I had a lot of great, great experiences and uh, learned a lot. So, yeah. Outside of the outside of being a deputy, were you did you also do any other work on that side as a as you know, as part of the police force? Well, uh, if I understand your question, you know, as a deputy, there's a lot of different assignments I did. Right. So, like, I started out in the jail. I went uh, as like kind of like a custody uh, officer. Then I did uh, patrol, then detectives. Um, I worked at the academy on the uh, arrest and control cadre and uh, uh, marijuana eradication team where we went up in the mountains and destroyed all the cartels, marijuana grows and all that stuff. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, different different things, different assignments, had a lot of fun. The um, That time that you were going up in the mountains, that was probably, you probably have some pretty good stories from that. Nah, you know, yeah, I guess there was one time where we, we there was still a, a dude there. Usually they'd run as our helicopter would approach, uh, but there was still a dude de- there and we had to chase him. But I mean, yeah, I mean, right. it was mostly just hiking around with a machete and hacking plants, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still very, I mean, something that I I never really thought about that has to be done uh, and somebody has to be part of that task force that handles that. Well, with that, you know, um, they those grows, these illegal grows would actually be really destructive to the environment. They would divert water, um, and, and streams to, you know, to, uh, water their crops. And that's the, that's really the biggest issue. I mean, obviously there's a lot of debate about marijuana and whatnot and the legality of it and everything. But the real issue that I saw was like how much it was destructive toward the environment actually. So I don't think people realize that, but just setting up those grows and diverting water would, um, be pretty destructive. Yeah. And in, so in that time and towards the end of your, um, of your career, um, as deputy and everything is when you, when you started to come up with the idea for the fit responder program, right? Yeah. So, well, I was a personal trainer previously and actually my wife was as well. And, uh, you know, as a, as a deputy, I found myself way out of shape which is pretty embarrassing, you know, even as a personal trainer and someone who I swore I would never become the quote unquote fat cop. But, uh, I was 40 pounds overweight, had high blood pressure. Um, and I met my wife who, you know, so my girlfriend at the time, and she was like, man, you know, you're not really approaching things right. Let me show you how I do things. And she just taught me a lot. Um, and kind of in combination with her guidance and some fitness coaches I had, uh, I, I just, felt like I developed pretty good practices and strategies to, you know, get fit and stay fit. So that's when I just started sharing that and, and coaching mostly people on my department. Um, and that's kind of where things started taking off because people got good results. They're really happy with the process. You know, they would tell their friends so that that spread really fast. You know, people see how good you look now and, oh my gosh, how'd you do that? Oh, check out Ted and Emily. And that's who's been coaching me. So then I created the name Fit Responder. Actually, found out it was already an existing company, but I bought the name uh, from them, which was cool. So, because I really liked that name. Um, and then, you know, the coaching just became so time-consuming and something that I just really enjoyed so much that uh, I had to decide if I wanted to keep it as my side gig or just go full-time with it. 
Um, even though that was kind of a scary decision to leave law enforcement, leave the pension, and, and I had just promoted, I felt like it was something I had to do because I was just so passionate about it. You know, it's just something I would wake up excited to do every single day. And I'm like, if I can do this as a living, you know, I, I feel like I just have, and it's for a great cause, you know, I mean, I get a lot of satisfaction from, you know, the before and after pictures are great. But when people tell me, Ted, I'm safer on the job now, I got into a foot pursuit and I, I'm, I can't believe how well I did, or I got into a fight and I was able to kick ass or whatever. I was, uh, you know, we, we fought a big, uh, structure fire and I, I did better than ever. Those kinds of things is just what really drives me is that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, I think that it is, there's something to be said about the aspect. Well, first of all, I had a question. Um, who owned fit responder before you, was it another fitness like program situation or was it something Sorta, yeah. Um, it was a guy named Brian and um, and his partner, and uh, they did a lot of injury prevention stuff. But they also kind of have had like an app. Um, but actually, Brian died, and um, and I didn't know their story or them at the time. Um, and when I looked up the name Fit Responder, I just saw that uh, you know there was like no activity for the last couple of years. So I went, oh, huh. so I started trying to reach out, contacted Brian's partner learned about their business and that, you know, since Brian's death, there wasn't really much going on with that. And, uh, I was, a, uh, we just talked about it and, uh, I was able to secure the name. So, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, um, I like the new logo. I just, I just saw it last night and I was like, okay, yeah, it's, uh, it's clean, very clean. Not that the old one was, was off or anything, but I like the new logo. Thank you. Yeah. appreciate it. And I think it's always important to, uh, continuously, um, you know, when it comes to a business brand and, and rebrand and, and just kind of always have, always have your, your thought process about it, whether it be just your overall image, including a logo and things like that, or, you know, the, your mission, um, you know, things involving what you're here, what you're here for, especially in a, in a, in a business involving personal training. And you have a lot of clients and a lot of, uh, trainers that, that you employ as well. Um, a couple, which I know personally here in, in Hickory, North Carolina, which I thought it, at first when I figured that out, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm able to surround myself with these dudes as well. Um, and, and I just, I think that that's so important to constantly, you know, it goes, it goes with just our, our everyday life as well as always be thinking about what you can do to evolve and, and make it that much better. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I know that so I can hear it in your voice when you talk about the passion behind um, Fit Responder and how you feel about it. And I also uh, can kind of resonate with you when, when you were talking about how, how it was a little scary um, in a sense to leave the police force and, and, and shift your direction um, to opening your own business and, and going full force with it. Um, you know, I kind of went through this, a similar thing when I, was, when I was getting out of the Marine Corps after eight years thinking, am I making the right decision here to go to school and pursue an acting career, which is not exactly like, you know, one of those things that just, you know, you go to school, you get the job, you do the job type of thing. Um, and, and it, it, yeah, it was very, it was challenging. I'm sure that you, you hit some challenges as well. Um, you know, when you decided to go full on with it, um, did, did you, did you find that those challenges, like they were good for you though? Like in like where you are now? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a perspective and get di dipping into a little philosophy here. That's helped me in so many areas of life, not just in business, but, um, challenges can be good. They're lessons. They'll make you stronger. You know, they'll make you more resilient. And, uh, you know, you think about somebody who's unchallenged, right? Like a domesticated fat cat that has no challenges. Well, it, it gets, it deteriorates, right? Or somebody who just takes the easy route constantly in life they're going to deteriorate. But you look at so many success stories, whether it be celebrities or business owners, and they'll tell you about all the hardships they endured um, and overcame. And, and maybe they're, you know, trying to flex a little bit, but really there's a lot of truth in the sense that when you endure challenges, you're going to learn something, you're going to get stronger. And I think a lot of people owe their success to the struggles they've had. And I can speak to so many challenges I've had personally with injuries or just, you know, learning how to mistakes I've made in business, right. Or mistakes I've made in fitness, uh, you know, and, and it's just made me better for it. So yeah, I, I try to, it's a good coping mechanism too, right? Like you go, okay, this is a really crappy thing that I'm dealing with, but how can I turn it into a positive? How can I make it a blessing? How can I make it benefit me? Is that, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, man. I Nothing is going to come without a challenge or without some sort of resistance. And, and it's all about how you handle that as an individual. And, th and that will show based off of your, you know, going through that challenge or that resistance, handling it the way you handle it as an individual. And then it will show when you come out on the other side and people are like, whoa, check out this. Like, like for you, look at, look at this fit responder, you know, program and the business that you've built or, you know, look at, look at, um, your, your body fat percentage after you made the, the decision personally to, to shift your life and stay consistent and disciplined when it comes to fitness and eating right and, and everything that helps, helps our bodies and helps us become better individuals, both mentally and physically. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it is a, and I think that your approach, um, your approach in my opinion with the fit responder program is so unique because you're addressing something that is at times a little bit almost unspoken, uh, and people kind of try to avoid it in the realm of first responders. You know, when you see folks that are that are out of shape and you're wondering how are they actually going to, you know, you just have these thoughts like somebody, somebody in a position like that should be in, in decent shape so that they can, you know, perform at the level that they are expected to perform to, or, or, you know, just expectations for yourself personally. Yeah. So I think that it's a unique approach that you're addressing something that is not necessarily calling people out, but it's like, Hey, let me help you become the best version of yourself in the job that you hold um, and, and tailored towards, you know, first responders and, and, and everything involving. Yeah. Um, well, Clint, and it's, it's really needed too. And, and, and to be transparent, I do call people out and I'll, I'll, I'll make posts that offend people. Um, you know, I've been called a fat shamer too, whatever. Uh, but I, at the same time, I have plenty of people who will message me and say, Ted, like that kind of was a gut check that that was 
a little painful, but honestly, that that's push that's pushing me to be better. And like, uh, I that that was actually my wake up call. You know, if so, some people are moved by that. Like, if if I make something that's a little bit offensive, or if I'm calling you out. I mean, I made a post that said, you know, your your dedication to your fitness as a first responder speaks to your dedication to help your partners and, and you know the citizens you swore to protect. I mean, that's that's the flat out truth. It can sting a little bit, you know, and maybe there's some people who read that and go, oh, no, that's not true. You know, I'm dedicated to my partners, even though I'm very much overweight and way out of shape. But no, I mean, really, it is. That's <laughs> the truth, right? I mean, if you really want to yeah. perform your best and be able to do the duties you you may be called upon to do, you got to make sure you're prepared. And I, I, I have so many analogies for this. It's like going on shift without a gun which seems ridiculous. Like no cop would do that. No cop would want to do that, but you're more likely to use your fitness and your body to save yourself or save someone else than you are to use a firearm. Uh, so, you know, why, why come to your shift unprepared? So it, it's, it's a huge issue. It, it, it's very much needed. I mean, first responders statistically rank as the, some of the fattest of professions in America. You look at the data and it's like top five every single time first responders are some of the most overweight, which is a problem from them personally and professionally. And, uh, it, it brings me a lot of joy to, to help people who are struggling with that. Yeah. I think, um, you mentioned being prepared. I mean, without, without the proper preparation and that doesn't just involve training in, in your job, no matter what your job might be, you're, you will not be able to execute at the level that that you should be. So, you know, it just, it just speaks, it speaks wonders to think about that and be like, yeah, it is, it is, it's extremely important to be prepared physically and mentally when you go on that, when you go on that next shift, if we're, if we're talking, you know, um, the world that you were in for, for quite some time, why wouldn't you want to be that, you know, I, I could have, I, I had thoughts of, uh, going state trooper possibly, or going just straight police, not, not exactly sure where when I was getting out of the Marine Corps and, and, um, you know, I could never ever think like, why would I not want to, especially in that situation when a lot of the times you're kind of off other than your partner being there, you're kind of off, you're on your own throughout the day sometimes. And, you know, if you're on patrol or this, this or that, and, and, you know, I think it, it, it just would be crazy to me to think, why would I not want to be physically prepared for a situation? Even if it happens one time, why would I not want to be prepared for that? Yep. So hundred percent. And, and your, um, your honesty about calling people out. Um, I, I will tell you that I've seen some of your posts. Um, and I've had that thought like, dang, he's kind of calling people out here. But like you said, some people absolutely need that. You're going to have people that don't like it, people that love it, people that it gets them up and gets them moving for the first time in God knows how long. And sometimes some people need, like you said, that gut check. And it's like, nobody's going to do it for you. I've been talking about this a lot lately. Nobody is going to come and save your ass ever. No one except for yourself. And you have to make the the decision to to you know be a better person and, and be in shape and be there for your family, there for your, for your, your coworkers, there for, you know, whatever the, the situation might be a big thing, a big thing that I've seen from you, um, that I think about 
a lot more since having my first child. Um, he's two and a half months old now is I don't ever, ever want to be out of shape. I don't want him to see me that way ever. I, I, and even, you know, like I just, I can't imagine him looking at me and being like, my dad is lazy. Right. You know, that's just not, and, and I know that you have a very similar mentality when it comes to, um, things involving that, that you gotta be. And that, and that, not only personally, but just able to physically keep up with your kids as they get older and stuff like that. I think that that is so important and something that I've kind of resonated with when I when I see stuff uh, from from your posts and um, kind of like where your mentality is when it comes to that. And and I can definitely appreciate that. Huge, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can't see myself ever, no matter how old I am, being the type that isn't able to keep up. And I want to be able to keep up and, I, and still do the things that I enjoy and that I'm passionate about. Um, speaking of speaking of things that you're passionate about, I know that I know that you're you have uh you have you have you have two or three kids. I have four, four, four kids. Yep. So you got four that your your oldest is. So my oldest is my stepdaughter. Um, she's 13, and then my. My firstborn biological uh, son is seven, and then I have a five-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. It's my youngest. So you have a very, you've got a mentality where you're always go, 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 for sure. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of downtime. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 no there's no standby area or an off area, unless, I mean, I can only imagine having four, but the fact that you're running your, uh, your business as well. And, and, and still, uh, at the level fitness wise, personally, that you, that you and your, your wife are at it. Um, it's, it's something that is uh, very admirable. And I think that, um, it, it just shows a toughness and a discipline that is needed more in, in, in the world that we live in. I feel like, uh, well, thanks. What has, what has kept you at that, that level of discipline? What has been some, what are, what are some of the things that you consistently keep up with, um, like mentally and, and physically that, that keeps you honed in on that discipline? I think a lot of it comes down to identity. And what I mean by that is I often will ask people, I'll say, well, you know, when you say the words, who am I, what do you think? Like, what am I, you know? And I think too many people have a poor identity mindset in the sense that they'll think, oh, who am I? Well, you know, I'm a victim, right? Like I'm, I have to be this way because of X, Y, Z. Um, but I, I like to think of myself as a winner. And I, I think a lot of ego goes into it, to be quite honest. Like I, I need to be better than, and if I fail or if I get lazy and sloppy, uh, then uh, it's just, it's very hard for me to accept being a loser. <laughs> uh, you know, like it, I don't know how else to say it. Um, you know, when I, when I see people who are just scraping by and doing the bare minimum and they're lazy, uh, I don't know how they can live with themselves, honestly. And I think about it in, in, in so many different, you know, as far as people uh, and being parents or in their business or their work ethic or their fitness 
or their job. Uh, too many people are just trying to get away with be, being the bare minimum, right? And uh, so for me, yeah, I guess, I don't know if that answers your question, but it, it just comes kind of down to me wanting to be a winner, wanting to be tough and, and showing up that way for my kids. You know, as you were saying earlier, like being a good example, I constantly am preaching about work ethic and how to win and how to be determined and uh, relentless. Um, I get a lot of satisfaction of seeing those traits rub off on my kids and, and my son. I, I'm seeing him, you know, starting to develop in that way too. Uh, so yeah, to, as you were saying earlier, like imagine your son going, gosh, my dad is just lazy and he's sloppy. And, and a lot of clients that have come onto the program will say things like, I don't want to end up like my dad or my mom who, you know, got these health problems earlier on or died early and they didn't take care of themselves and they sat on the couch instead of playing with me. That is just freaking awful. It's despicable, honestly. And I, you know, we have one life to live. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's, it's, yeah, you, you do have to face challenges to be fit and to be a good role model. And do you have to wake up early to, you know, to run a good business and you got to train hard and you got to eat right. And you got to have discipline. But to me, those are easier choices than the opposite because it's just the opposite is insane to me to, to live a, a, a poor quality life, to show up as a crappy example, to have bad, you know, low energy, to feel crappy, uh, to be weak. You know, I, I to me, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if I'm rambling, if any of that makes sense. No, to that, me, but that that totally um you know, the, the easier choices to, to a lot of people are, are to not get going and to not be constantly evolving both physically and mentally as an individual. The, the easy choices are to just, you know, let it go to the wayside. And, and I think that, um, I, there's got, I don't know the percentage, you know, but there's, there's a small percentage of individuals past the age of 30 that continue to have a, uh, a, a like winner's work mentality. Like you got to work to be a winner. Yeah. It's not just going to, it's not just going to come to you, man. Right. Um, and you got to be resilient and you got to continue to challenge yourself, uh, in many, in many ways. And, and that's an everyday thing. But even though you are, Ted Stern, I know that you have moments of minimal laziness and moments where you are in a, in a rut of some sort. So what I'm curious to know is what are your tactics and what are your ways that you use to combat that and to get over, you know, areas like that when you, when you might have a day here and there? Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a flawed individual for sure. Uh, we all are. And there's times where I'm lazy. I shoot last night. I ate a crappy, I ate a lot of food. <laughs> I had a couple glasses of wine. Um, I, I think the ways I deviate though, do tend to be kind of minimal in, in relative to what, how, how bad it could be. But no, I mean, there's times I've gotten lazy and there's times I've been discouraged, especially with injuries. My goodness, I've I've kind of if you look at the list of injuries I've had, it's it's all pretty unfortunate and like random. Um, and most of them have just kind of been unlucky, so to speak. It's not like I was doing anything stupid or reckless. 
Um, same, same. Right. Okay. So you can relate to that. And, and mm -hmm. uh, there's times where I've been injured and I've been so discouraged and it might throw me off for a week or two where I'm like, all right, you know, I'm just, I get in that victim mindset. Why God or, um, but you know, I, I guess, I guess just there's that inner identity that I talked about the ego. That's like, I can't accept this of myself. Like when, if I look in the mirror and I see that I'm getting sloppy or I get step in the gym and I feel weak, that bothers me, you know, that worst feeling in the world, worst feeling. Yeah. It bothers me, you know, and I don't, I, it's, it's hard to understand how people turn a blind eye to it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a slow thing, right? When people get out of shape, for example, it's kind of a gradual thing, but I don't know how some people can look at themselves in the mirror and say, I'm going to allow this to continue. Uh, so, you know, I get that for time periods, we can get into a funk. Um, but I think it's just an awareness thing. Like we self-awareness thing, like let's take a moment. Let's, let's, uh, let's zoom out from the distractions that is life. I think that's a lot of it too. People get distracted by their family responsibilities, their work responsibilities. They zone out on their phone or TV, but like if we could all maybe just have a couple minutes a week where you look at yourself in the mirror and go, what am I doing with my life? You know, how am I acting? Am I acting in the ways that, that I, that I want to, you know, for myself, for my family and, uh, use that to snap back, I guess, you know? So I guess for me, like it's just self-reflection, I suppose. And, and, uh, going back to my identity thing or my ego and just saying, you know, am I progressing in the ways that, that I want or not? And then you just got to make the choice. Yeah. I think that looking within is the, the major part of that. When you, when you get to moments that you're feeling, um, you know, just not yourself when it comes to like, motivation and your normal discipline that you're that you're used to um and and touching on the injury stuff i've i've only had real you can't even call them major injuries but they're all from mainly lifting and working out and doing all the craziness back in the day as an instructor and and as a young marine and all that but i always feel very similar to what, to what you explained in like, even if it's a small thing, like even if I just tweaked my shoulder, let's say it affects me mentally. I, I let it affect me mentally so much to where I'm like, Oh man, like, you know, I, I just, I don't feel the same when I'm in the gym, you know, something's off, you know, because of this shoulder and, 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 but when it comes down to it and you really think about that, you're kind of just like, exaggerating excuses in your head when, when those moments come. I mean, yeah, there's, there's something to be said about if you're legitimately injured, but, um, you know, there's always something else that you can tweak and do instead of your normal workout routine, let's say. Yeah. Um, so I think that, and I think that kind of rolls into like, you mentioned, you know, some people, you know, we all have, we all have our own things in life that are our duties and our responsibilities on a daily basis that involve work or family or, um, you know, whatever might be thrown in, into your day. And I know a big thing that you touch on, and I remember hearing from you a lot is, is, you know, people coming up with the classic excuse of, I just don't have time. And, um, as, as of late for me, that's become a, a thing that is a, that's just, there's no excuses, man. You've, you've always got time. You can make time in your day 
to work towards a better version of yourself as far as fitness is concerned. Yeah, of course. I mean, the if you were to say, I don't have time for whatever, all you're really saying is that th that is a lower priority to me than the other things that I spend my time on. That's all that it, all, that's all that means, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that, um, you know, and that just boils down to the individual, you know, if you, if you personally don't, you don't want to replace going out and drinking four or five times a week with working out instead, um, you know, that's your decision. And, and there's, there's just, it, like you said, it's, it's crazy to think that some folks are okay with things like that. Yep. Um, but I, I like, I, I have, um, I have, I've always had this desire, um, kind of since I was in my school time frame, where I was only focusing on school and just kind of enjoying life, uh, after the Marine Corps at, in Wilmington, North Carolina here at UNCW. And, um, I had many moments where I really was going to make the jump and, and, and get my certification as a personal trainer. Um, and I really, really want to pursue that. And I know that there is, I know that there's many ways to do that and, and things like that. Um, but as a, as a personal trainer and as an entrepreneur in, in the business that you have, um, what would you say is like the, the main thing that you get out of it personally? Like the thing that you go, this is why I do it. Um, I think it's just the gratitude that the clients express, you know, I get texts every day, um, from current clients, past clients. Um, and what's great about fitness is I think people think about it in terms of looking better at the beach, which is nice, but it's such a huge life change. I don't, and, and almost everybody, well, I, I actually could say pretty much every single person who makes a big transformative change in their fitness and their body sees more benefits than they anticipated. So it's just great. You know, that's the satisfaction I get out of it when people say like, Ted, like, you know, I'm more productive now. I'm playing with my kids more. I'm better at work. Um, one of the guys in our program is a chief um, who has made an incredible change. He's got a six pack now. He's in the best shape of his life. And I talked to one of his co-workers and, and he, was, he was saying, man, even as, even his performance at work, he's in a better mood. He's happier. Um, where he's getting more involved in things. Uh, so that's the satisfaction I get out of it, knowing that I, I didn't just help someone look better at the beach. Like I know for a absolute fact and certainty, I've helped save lives. Um, I've helped people improve their marriages. I've helped people perform better at work. Uh, you know, I've helped people become better parents. That's what people don't, I think a lot of people don't know that about fitness. Like when I say I'm a fitness coach and that, that in my business, we coach people, they may, they may think of the surface level stuff, the aesthetics, they may, they may consider the health benefits, but it's the total life transformation. I don't think there's a better way. I don't think there's a faster and more efficient way to live a better life than to improve your fitness. Um, of course, there's many ways to improve your life, but I, I think the the fastest and most efficient and most impactful way is to treat your body well. Uh, I think people forget that 
this the psychological is tied to the physiological you know your brain is going to perform better and operate better you'll think better you'll have a better mood uh you know you'll be more tempered and emotionally if your body is healthy across yeah. the board i see this i've seen this so many times somebody who comes to me and they want to join the program ted i'm out of shape not only do i not look my best but i don't feel good my energy sucks i'm sad i'm anxious my marriage is sucking. Uh, I'm not showing up for my kids. Well, if they're totally honest, they'll tell me these things. And then, you know, when they improve and yeah, they lose 40 pounds or whatever, but then they, they tell me, man, like I feel better. My life is better. So I guess not to be too long winded, but that's the satisfaction I get out of it is knowing that I have a, uh, an ability, a talent, uh, a set of skills to help people improve their lives in some of the most important ways. Yeah. And I think that that is 100% the, like, it has to be such a cool feeling as well to, to be able to be a part of people's lives in, the, in that way. Um, yep. But Ted, uh, before we go, um, I appreciate you being on. I know that you've got a very busy schedule. You even hopped on during a, during a, a vacation, which is, which I am very, uh, I'm thankful for, for you doing that at least. Um, and I know that we'll we'll do a part two, and I'll have you on down the road as well. Maybe maybe have a little bit more time set aside. I hope. Um, but before we go, I'd like I'd like for for you um, to describe uh, how people can can look into the Fit Responder program, join if they if they are are looking to join a program, and um, and where they can find you. Well, thanks, Clint. I've really enjoyed the conversation, um, and I appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah. So just one thing to note is that we aren't exclusive to first responders. I think, well, I definitely know some people have said, oh, I guess I can't join because I'm not a first responder or they don't think they can join. Well, that's not true. About 20% of our clients or so uh, are not first responders. Um, but um, we do we do cater to that niche because I think first responders as a whole are a profession that, that the, the coach and the people working with them need to understand the challenge, the challenge that comes with the stress, the shift work, the odd hours, uh, all of the things that go along with being a first responder, trying to juggle life and trying to get fit. Um, nevertheless, if you are somebody who is interested in, in that and getting some coaching and some help for yourself, you can go to fitresponder.com uh, on Instagram. It's fit period responder. Uh, so fit.responder. Uh, in, in both of those areas, there's, uh, there's links to, uh, our free Facebook group where I do some free, free tips and free guides and, and videos and whatnot, uh, free handouts. Um, we have uh, an apparel store and I'm going to be donating, uh, pretty much any profit I get from it, which is very minimal to good causes, uh, to help first responders and their families. Uh, so yeah, so just check out any of those avenues, fitresponder.com. Check us out on social media. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can help you or, or somebody that's important to you. I need some threads. I was just thinking about that. I need to, I need a hoodie or something at least to lift in. Dude, the shirts are pretty dang cool. I must say, I know I'm biased because, uh, there, there are shirts, but I, I found somebody to, to make some pretty cool logos and, uh, um, actually they're, they're starting to really pick up. A lot of people are picking those up. So check out a t-shirt. I've got some, I've got a tank top to send you as well. So right on. Real quick, uh, homie of the week next week is a good friend of mine and former Marine. Uh, he was my squad leader and then an instructor with me and is currently a first sergeant in uh, in California at Pendleton for uh, for PMO. 
for the provost marshal's office for military police actually um he's there he's their first sergeant he's going on 20 years right now and i just wanted to introduce him his name's chris badillo and he'll be on next friday um ted i really appreciate your insight and um as i always say i feel like we barely scratched the surface so I'm looking forward to talking with you again and having you on and maybe getting into some, some deeper stuff as well. Sounds great, Clint. Thanks so much. All right, man. And until then, uh, make sure you guys are wearing that tank top every Friday. Stay, uh, stay motivated, stay disciplined, and we'll see you next time.